0: Hello, you're listening to Freelance Mum, the mother of all juggling acts, with me, Faye Dicker, and me, Laura Rawlings. Thank you for listening to the Freelance Man Podcast. Today, we're being joined by Ryan Barnett. He's the Economic Policy Advisor for Ipsy. And I think it's really important right now, um, if you've not heard of Ipsy, um, you you certainly will do very soon. They're the Association of Independent Professionals and the Self-Employed. Basically, they are giving the voice to the UK's self-employed, who right now are really feeling it when it comes to what's being offered to them in way of financial support and guidance. Now, Ryan, you've joined us today to explain a little bit about what these options mean. It is Mm. very confusing. What is currently available for the self-employed?
1: Well, it's complicated. Um, Also, I can go into detail a bit, but um, it's probably not enough Effectively, uh, there are, in terms of business support, there are loans, um, so there's the business interruption loan, which is available to other businesses as well as self-employed. The government have rolled out changes to universal credit so that it's easier to apply. You don't have to turn up in person, which is obviously a concern at the moment. Um, To a job centre, you can apply over the phone and online. Uh, and they've removed something called the minimum income floor which basically is a way of assessing how much a self employed person is supposed to earn compared to an employee which is an odd system uh, and there's always been a bit of a barrier to self employed people accessing universal credit anyway they've removed that thankfully they've also paused uh, the rollout of i35 um into the private sector for a year which is also quite uh, welcoming but not obviously in the you know given the reason for it was a pandemic rather than the fact that the policies are a problem um but in terms of the other support, yes, there, so there's that. Can I you know, just ask? I want to just
0: make sure we've got every yeah. point clarified as we go on, Ryan, if that's okay. Now, we've sure. talked here about universal credit. If someone mm. goes into that benefit system and then by some fortuitous piece of work, say I was a graphic designer um, and mm. someone actually commissions me to design a website and all the branding that goes with it, do you then have to turn down that piece of work once you go on to universal credit or are you? Or are you able to still keep working?
1: Well, this is a very, very good question. And, you know, in the midst of this, there will be um, instances where people may be able to find work. Now, whether or not that means they can fulfil the income they might have earned and carry themselves over it, normally that would mean you would lose um, your access to universal credit. Also, if you have um, savings up to £16,000 that will impact how much you can claim as well in normal times. And these these um, these concerns haven't been clarified by the government.
0: So at the moment, we don't know. So if you yes. go into the universal credit system and then fortuitously you you are able to have some work, we currently don't know what the outcome of that will be.
1: Indeed. And um, I mean, the universal credit system has come in for a lot of criticism over the years anyway for a myriad of different reasons. And one of them is... Um, that you'll usually have to wait five weeks to get any kind of payment um in this instance as well i mean five grand for a year equivalent to what you could claim in one year if some, uh, someone who's self-employed can't access any work for six months and they've got five grand to live off and they're normally earning a little bit more than that 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 probably won't cover your bills your rent or, your, or mortgage even if you've got a mortgage holiday you know that's It might not go far enough Um, so yeah there are some serious problems which is why we've been calling for um, more of an income uh, replacement mechanism similar to what's been rolled out for employees.
0: Now I'm glad you mentioned this because there is um, and and again I'm confused on all these points and this affects directly someone like myself who is a limited company so Mm -hmm. I'm both a director and in effect an employee of this limited company. Mm. Now, there are schemes, aren't there, where you can apply for a grant, am I right in understanding, Mm. for 80% to replace an employee's salary. But if I am both the director and the employee, how does Mm. that
1: work? Well, um, and again, we probably need a little bit more clarification at the moment it looks like you in theory should be able to pay yourself now i i I think that needs to be certified by the government because we're pretty certain that you can pay yourself sick leave um if you are a limited company so that shouldn't stop you from being able to uh, pay yourself as an employee either however obviously because you do occupy both roles that might cause some confusion and uh, in terms of claimant and the government may have a view on that however that hasn't been clarified either
2: so if you were claiming through your company through your limited company would that be based on your february earnings so that you can't go and like boost what you pay yourself now <laughs> to increase what your 80 percent would be well, you would I still assume be looking so.
0: back like employees
2: you know everyone else who is employed by someone yes yes
1: as far as yeah. I'm aware.
0: Because that's part of the problem, isn't it? As self employed people, we typically have lumpy cash flows. Um, and what we might have earned in October two thousand and nineteen could be very different to January mm. twenty twenty. So all of these things, do we know how they're going that that will be sorted out, assessed?
1: No, I mean no, really, no, I'm afraid. Um what we're calling for is similar to what they've done in Norway. So in Norway, they're looking at um, self-employed incomes as an average over a three-year period and then capped at 80%. And we'd like to see something similar here. We think that'd be a much more appropriate solution for the, the vast range of self-employed people, regardless of their um, uh, particular way of organising their business as a limited company or sole trader.
0: So what is Ipsy actually doing at the moment to lobby the government in in that way?
1: So we've launched a petition with the Creative Industries Federation and a number of other um, bodies and representative groups for freelancers and self-employed and contractors. Um, That petition is out there. If you Google uh, change.org ipsy coronavirus, you'll find it. There are nearly what I haven't checked in the last 45 minutes, but there are nearly 100,000 signatures on there. A lot of people from the arts have signed, including Stephen Fry and Philip Pullman. and we've been writing to government, speaking to MPs. Uh, Twitter feed is you know almost permanently firing it out. Um, we're going to try and speak to some more representative groups uh, around um, local government and national government in the coming days. And we're hoping the government will roll something out fairly soon um, because it's come. What the government announced on Friday, uh, there was nothing there for the self-employed really, and. Um, that's coming for a lot of criticism uh, across um, across the political divide and, um, you know, from a lot of different angles over the weekend.
2: Is that just because it's actually harder to try and work it out with the system that we have at the moment?
1: So Stephen Barclay, who's a tre- Treasury Minister, he um, did acknowledge that there are operational difficulties. And Yes, there are. It is because of the differences between POYE and how self-employment works and the fact that the government haven't managed to roll out their making tax digital program. It is obvious that there are some operational difficulties. However, we think that there are there could be mechanisms in place that you could use. So, for instance, your um, the payment on account system where you um, submit your tax uh, and uh, income information twice a year could mm. be one avenue to explore because obviously a government has these different uh systems internally for payment and um, claims being made across different departments business dwp etc so there needs to be a computer system in place to handle the claims the payment on account system could be the at least in an interim period uh, the most appropriate way for people making claims and the government to pay out um that's the best I've seen so far. Uh, there are other suggestions, um, uh, including direct grants and things. But it, it you know, it depends on how much information the government has, bank accounts, that sort of thing. With um,
0: these grants, now, mm. are, are there additional grants um, on top of the ones that you've already mentioned about the ones that will cover the eighty percent of an income?
1: Um, so, I mean, uh, whether there's government, there's a government scheme for a three thousand pound grant. I was just, I was, I was referring to. Um, this temporary income fund specifically just now
0: right so it's a temporary income fund that that's what we're calling it's available to tap into
1: well that's that's what we're hoping the government will set up yes yeah
2: can uh, you mention making tax digital um i know one of the questions from the mothership was about whether that is whether there are still plans to go ahead with that for people who are self-employed where are we with that
1: uh, well, it, it, there was a test, wasn't there? And it started to be rolled out. Um, but, it, yeah, I think that's probably... I mean, the government could rush it through. Um, uh, maybe we'll see something in in the meantime. But um, who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've delayed I-35 for a year.
2: That's true. And we didn't see that coming. Um, no. what would you, It's really... I think the thing that just listening to you, trying to keep up with the news and the different announcements... Um, and knowing that actually within the group of people being self-employed, there are many different variations of how we all work. Mm. And often one person may have several things, a limited company, they might do some other things outside of that as well, or they might be employed, you know, part-time by someone. Yeah. So it, it definitely isn't straightforward. Mm. Um, what what advice would you have though? You know, what where, where can we go from here today? What sort of things should people be looking out for? I mean, yes, they can sign a petition, but what else can people actually do to try and um, get themselves in the best position possible?
1: Well, I mean, you know, firstly, there's always the the line which you give out in any situation, which is obviously talk to your clients, talk to look at your contracts, talk to your accountant. If you have one, make sure you understand your finances. Um, we've spoken to a lot of freelancers, some of which have actually managed to find work or innovative ways around work. Um, but a lot of people are saying that they're, Finding workers dried up, and they think they've got about two months in reserve. So I understand your position. The government from today uh, have started rolling out some of the measures and some of the things. It feels like it's a year ago that they announced uh, the hotline for freelancers and small businesses. That I think that comes on board this week or today. The British Business Bank um, is a, is a good resource for any of the information, but also the application for the. Um, uh income interruption scheme that launches today uh obviously ipsy we're putting as much information as possible and hopefully in as as clear a manner as possible on our website uh constantly updating and we've got a page with links to what the banks are saying because obviously you can get um business rates holiday and uh, a mortgage reprieve for perhaps Mm -hmm. three months and so that information is there. Money saving expert and those sorts of websites are doing yeah. a lot around self employment. Yeah, those are some of those I, suggestions. I one one of the
2: hard one of the hard things, along with the loss of income and the measures not being there to support people meet their bills. I think it's just also very much this strength of feeling of. You know, oh my goodness, why do we deserve so little? Why yeah. aren't we being considered in the same way that other people are? You know, at this time, it, it as a you know it really doesn't help morale, does it?
0: I'd, I'd also like to add, wearing a freelance mum hat and obviously representing a very specific community here. Um, that a lot of people have worked very, very hard for... To be self-employed has never been an easy thing. You've probably already worked very, very hard to establish your career and followed your passion. And now, obviously, we're in a position where we're having to homeschool and the word that a lot of people are saying is we suddenly we feel like housewives um, and I mean that with no disrespect but that hard-earned career as photographers, you know, clearly events aren't going ahead. Um, yeah. All of that's taken a massive hit and that's really demoralising on two counts. One, you're just watching your career trickle through your fingers and two, there's nothing financial that you can contribute to the house anymore and that's really that's a really tough one um mm-hmm. professionally to to absorb and personally it is hard to keep our morale up. What can Ipsy do to offer that's not just about the finances but to help those professionals who right now I don't know when work may begin again
1: uh, well obviously you know it's very hard at the moment, and um a lot of people who are self employed are having to if there are sort of out there and um so, for instance, the one example given is people like working in a barber's or um, market traders are having to make a choice at the moment as well between going out there at the moment and operating the business if they have mm. to operate in public and their health um, because of the incomes. You know, the commu- there are, there's an excellent freelance community, people like Freelance Mums, um, Freelance Corners, obviously um, we're close to, uh, and Ipsy. You know, you can always call us if you want advice. We've got a membership team there is support out there. Um, the freelance community is, uh, particularly online, is, is so supportive and willing to share information and help. Um, we've got to look out for each other. And I think one thing you've seen more broadly is the community spirit coming through, In certainly um, in my local area, of people wanting to support each other. And I think that's the same with the freelance community. Uh, but as, as this goes on, Ipsy will be doing more and more. We're going out there on the airwaves saying people need support. But we'll be doing more and more to help um, people understand how they may be affected by the the pandemic more medium and long term. And as these changes settle in and if we end up in this situation for a very long time, we'll do what we can to try and bring people together as well.
0: Well, Thank you very much for that. I mean, it's nice to hear that there is someone there who is representing us. I I, I know that we're feeling it. And certainly there is a a great sense of rallying around, as you mentioned. I'd like to recap on what we began with. In essence, it feels as though, yes, look into universal credit. No, we don't know if you still receive work during if you're on universal credit. Mm. That's still a bit murky but meanwhile you are looking into uh, things uh, such as if you're a a limited company and also employed by that company where that leaves us
1: yeah we're looking into it we've got some of the information and um as the week goes by because obviously as i said this feels like two weeks ago um has been it was a year ago and we're trying to get as much out there as possible at the moment and get as much information on the website and some of this stuff is really hard to get through you know for the average person but also we're the policy team at ipsy and this is our jobs to get through and we you know there are still elements like this universal credit stuff that isn't that clear
2: Mm. Uh, and it
1: takes time to dig into and hopefully the government will clarify and the moment we have more information and more detail we'll put it on the website
0: laura i'm going to put you on the spot here what are your takeaways from this
2: that it's actually fiendishly complicated (laughs) um and i just don't think there is a clear answer until we get a bit more from the government about what they plan to do uh we're all just sort of sitting slightly adrift at the moment aren't we you know anyone who's tried to call to have a conversation about universal credit will know that their telephone lines are absolutely jammed and it's going to take you ages to get through to anyone there so that is you know a long process um yeah i I feel it's a bit bleak and i don't I can, I can, there's a part of me that can see how it happens, because it's much harder to work through the different systems and everything that we've talked about. But I really, really hope that the government looks at the 5 million plus people who are self employed, is it 15% of the workforce, something yeah. like that, you know, and a large number of women, I just really do hope that they can come up with something along the lines of what Ipsy is calling for, because I think it will provide massive you know some important assurance for people um, yeah and i look forward to getting through this very quickly
1: i think um sorry just quickly i think actually the government um to their benefit they have some of these when they first rolled out um some of the schemes and funds and things i think this has been thought through um in terms of the broader picture yes there is there are definitely issue, issues with uh, uc and there are different different issues with rolling out a bigger scheme for the self-employed, which we'd love to see. But I think, you know, in terms of removing the minimum income floor, delaying I-35 and setting up a hotline and these other grants and things, the government are, they're not just applying one brush um, kind of approach to this. I think they will get somewhere very quickly. And whilst we want a lot more from them, this is happening, you know, at a breakneck speed. And I think yeah. they've done okay so far, but we definitely need more very the gaps soon. The
0: are blindingly obvious, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. That yeah. they're for the self-employed, and hopefully that will be being addressed next.
1: Yeah.
0: Ryan, thank you very much for taking the time to speak Absolute to us today. Pleasure. Will you keep us up to date? So it would be really useful if we could keep having you know regular interactions with you.
1: Of course. Yeah, yeah, if you want me back on, I'd be uh, more than welcome.
0: Thanks for listening to Freelance Mum. Remember, there's loads more podcasts and exciting content at freelancecorner.co.uk and you can also meet lots of other freelancers.
2: Subscribe,
0: like and share
2: from whichever platform you get your
0: podcast from
2: and join us next week as we speak to another expert on an issue that's important to you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.